Throws to Ablett. Oh, Justin Madden's got the set. One hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken. Matthew's in it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Hey, Matthew, and hey to you, and thank you for tuning the dial to This Is Your Football Life on behalf of Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. We at this program for Tobin Brothers celebrate the life of the footy player while he's still living and celebrate what a great contribution a lot of these men have made. Well, most of these men have made in the VFL and AFL, and thousands have played the game. Some player move on, but others have more of an impact like our guest today and leave a lasting impression. 286 senior games, 56 for East East Perth and 190 for North Melbourne and 40 in the inaugural West Coast team between 1974 and 1988. He is the 1983 Brownlow medalist, no such thing as a former Brownlow medalist. He is an All-Australian, twice North Melbourne best and fairest, centre-half back in North's team of the century, the inaugural captain of the West Coast Eagles. He's in the Western Australian AFL and North Melbourne Hall of Fame. My goodness gracious me, Ross Glendinning, what a rap sheet, and welcome to the show, Ross. Thank you, Rex. That was uh, one of the best intros I've ever had. Can you do that again? Oh, I can certainly do it, All but right, this is there forever, Ross. Uh, did you did you always believe in yourself? Because I can remember playing on you when I had no hair and you had hair like uh, steel wool <laughs> down in 77 at Moorabbin, a sprightly young man. You were so full of confidence taking on the older blokes. Were you always that way as a junior footballer? Were you always going to be, you won't like this, a star? Uh, no, I didn't think so, Rex. And I, um, thanks for that memory because I do have some very fond memories of some early games on those VFL grounds as they were because that's what really brought you to life because you realised that you had a chance to play at that level against the best. And as a, as a younger kid, Rex, I, I wasn't an overly confident uh uh, young lad, I, I really enjoyed my footy and cricket, but it wasn't something that I really thought I would get to. I was more hoping to play at waffle level if I could with East Perth. Um, and so to get to the level I did, um, look, it was really pleasing. And to talk now at my age to you and reflect on those things, it's probably the best memories you have. Yeah. Not the individual stuff you've done, but to be able to to say, to be able to have these conversations with people and reminisce, um, it's wonderful. Tell us about as a kid growing up across the Nullarbor and your famous father Gus is uh, part of folklore at East Perth. Uh, what a fantastic role model. What are some of the early years that you can uh, remember him telling you how good he was, you know, from 41 <laughs> to 51? Because I know he'd retired by the time you came along, but my goodness me, he's etched in their history. Oh, look, Rex, he, uh, he certainly is, and um, uh, very fond memories of my father. So he coached me a lot as a kid. I think my early skill set was enhanced by him asking me when he did, in fact, uh, allow us to have a kick to kick because he said, you stand uh, 20 metres away, I'll stand son, in front of the back veranda where it was pretty much made of glass louvers yeah. and he said you must kick stab kicks to me and if I have to move to my right or left too far I will not be trying to take the footy <laughs> any broken louvers which were 20 cents at the time Rex oh. that was my weekly pocket money 
broken, they would be paid for by me. So you learnt, <laughs> not quickly, but you did very quickly, or quicker than most, to hit the target. So I, I have a, not only that, Rex, but just his knowledge of footy. And it was a very hard man, a product of uh, yeah. the war and War Two, And so that's how dads were then, and that's how life was. So I think that really set a, a strong foundation for me as a young fellow to understand that you had to work really hard and work yeah. on skills to get yourself to a good level, Rex, and, and that sort of stood me in great stead. Folks, this is Ross Glendinning, and this is your football life with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. It all started to happen in 1974. That's not my hair falling out, Roscoe, but as a 17-year-old, you made your debut at East Perth. And a lot of people here in Victoria probably don't realise how strong the waffle and the South Australian uh, National Football League was. At 17 years old, you've just thrown in the deep end. This is real tough men's footy. Yeah, great observation, Rex. I know that um, it's certainly dissipated since over the years, but at that stage, in those mid-70s, early to mid-70s, Rex, crowds of eight to 10,000 were going to the games, which for Western Australia, and certainly as you mentioned for the Sonfall, uh, that was the core of your football. Um, and that's what all the young kids aspired to. So yeah. to have that opportunity was uh, bloody wonderful. And oh. uh, to get that chance and you're playing against men. I know a lot of the country boys say that when they were 15 or 16, maybe 17, to play against men in the country football league was one of the great preparers of them to come into VFL or oh. senior football. It was similar for us as kids, Rex. So yeah. um, if you had that opportunity... You probably didn't realise until you got whacked a couple of times that, uh, welcome, son. Um, yeah. My, I can say the first game I walked up as a, uh, a centre-half uh, back to my opponent who was playing centre-half forward for Eastern Mantle at the time, and I stuck my hand out and said, good luck, and he didn't shake my hand, he spat in my face, and I thought, hello, um, welcome to the big time, son. <laughs> it's what it's all about, and I just, uh, my mind goes racing back to the days of the Richmond under-19s, you know, when I played with the likes of, you know, Royce Hart and Dick Clay and these sort of blokes uh, as juniors. It was such a great, uh, as you say, preparer for things yep. going ahead. Uh, the next year, you really got pumping up, and you uh, finished second to your teammate Alan Cornermain in the Sandover medal. And uh, you started to get a little bit of interest from across the Nullarbor. Yeah, it was a pretty low count, Rex. That's probably the only reason why I got close. He went up with 16. <laughs> and uh, Peter Spencer, myself, and Stan Watney, another very good player, were uh, all equal second. But, um, yeah, you, you're spot on. It, it gave me a chance then to cement a place at full back and pushing out a little bit further to centre-half back. And there were a couple of inquiries from VFL clubs. And, and to be honest, Rex, uh, Richmond and South Melbourne were the first two. Mm. Um, and so uh, mum and dad, uh, mum wasn't that keen, but dad thought this might be interesting. So <laughs> in a second or third year of your waffle uh, experiences playing, you know, less than probably 20 or 30 games, that's not being a big head, but yeah. uh, it was really, really... A wonderful thing to have some interest shown at such a young age. And so, Ross Glendinning, it's really good of your time, and we're reminiscing with Ross Glendinning on behalf of Tobin Brothers. Uh, even back then, with the Sandful and the Waffle being so strong, it was recognised by young people who were aspiring to the top of their game that the VFL was a measuring stick. Is that the way I'm reading it? Uh, it could have got it any clearer, Rex. And in fact, we used to just marvel watching the winners with True Morphet. Uh, on a Sunday night, I used to beg uh, 
mum and dad, particularly dad, if I could stay up late on a Sunday night after the uh, Dean Martin show, you probably <laughs> remember that, Rex, um, that uh, to watch the winners that used to come on um, late at night here on Sunday, and I'd still be at school, but you all wanted to, those I know at school, my mates, we all wanted to play for a, a club in Melbourne, and Richmond and South Melbourne were often the ones on the telly, and so watching Royce Hart and uh, Ian Stewart and that ilk of player oh, was just wow. fantastic. So it, um, it inspired you enormously, I can assure it you. Did. Uh, let's talk about uh, the end of 1976 when you wanted to join North Melbourne, uh, and why wouldn't you? The great Barassi was there. They'd won the flag in 75. They were on their way again. But you refused the clearance by East Perth, and you actually set out till midway through July when you decided to just, uh, I'm, I'm sick of this, I'm going back to play footy. Yeah, look, East Perth stood their ground, Rex, which I can understand, and I certainly did uh, later in my career at North, why they stood their ground, because I hadn't really played many games. And they said, well, look, we're the ones that have produced you. We want to have some more service from you. So if you wish to go to Melbourne, you can go, but we aren't going to clear you. So yeah. I did go to Melbourne in late 76, and... Uh, I have a memory of running laps on the Arden Street Oval on Christmas morning on 1976. So uh, mm. it was a way of just asserting yourself. And the clubs couldn't agree. So the agreement was that in mid-77, that if I came back to East Perth and played the remainder of that year, they would duly clear me then for the 78 season. So yeah. that's what happened, Rex. Um, yep. And whilst um, I watched a, a drawn grand final Ooh. and the Kangas win 77, there was no... I tell you what, there was no disappointment or upset from me because um, who was to say you would have been a part of that? But 78, yeah. I was able to play and played in the grand final. So very lucky to have that experience in the first place. Exactly. And uh, and the following season when you crossed the Nullarbor, East, East Perth said, well, we'll uh, do the right thing by Rossi and we'll win the premiership here in the Wobble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I did that beautifully, didn't I? The timing was impeccable. My wife's always said that. Oh. So, um, to miss. But look, hey, that's... Uh, that's what it was, and um, I uh, I had the wonderful experience of playing in the grand final in '78. And whilst yeah. we lost to Hawthorne, who were a, a cracking team, um, not many, as you've mentioned, as some of your previous guests, Rex, that uh, get a chance to play in a final, let alone a grand final. And I think there was over 100,000 people there, yeah. so it's actually my memory, I can assure you. Yeah, I, I bring the name up, Bob Ansett, when you first crossed the Nullarbor and he was, uh, you know, in charge there of uh, budget rent a car and also a great North Melbourne person. Uh, tell us a bit about your memories with Bob. It, uh, it's sad now that Ansett's gone, but but what a fantastic family, both on the road and in the air they were and are. Uh, great homework, Rex. That's, um, I was fortunate enough when I did come to actually work for for Bob at Budget Rent a Car, and it was pretty much based out of North Melbourne. So to be working in an environment like that with a uh, a boss who um, uh, was so full on at North Melbourne and had a, a huge work ethic, uh, which was entrenched by him at work and then by Ron Barassi and others at the Kangaroos when you're at the training track, that I couldn't have had a better induction into Melbourne. So. Um, to have done that, um, Rex, and to have the memories. And, in fact, I was inducted to the North Melbourne Hall of Fame at the same function that uh, Bob was as well. So yeah. that was a great uh, a great little segue for both of us. We both turned up saying, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, what are you doing here? So a wonderful memory and a wonderful man um, and uh, set a great example both uh, for both me at work, 
Rex and also at the yeah. footy club. I, I just make a statement rather than a question about my dear friend uh, Stanley Alves, who uh, you know went to Melbourne after they played in eight of the last 15 final series. They won six of the last nine or ten flags. He didn't play a final, and yet he played in two grand finals in one year in 1977. So there, but for the grace of God, go the lot of us, Roscoe. And Stanley, uh, <laughs> I have wonderful memories, Rex, of that fine man saying hello to me for the first time at the club and uh, walked up, shook his hand, shook my hand, introduced himself, and just a great example of a, a wonderful man and, a, and just yeah. a brilliant footballer. Yeah. Well, Ross Glenn is our special guest on This Is Your Footy Life, folks. We're going to take a break, and uh, as we go into the break, I'll just ask you a couple of questions that, are, that a lot of people sometimes say to me. Oh, I'm not that interested in footy, but I love uh, you reminiscing with the old guys. What's your favourite food, Ross Glenn uh, Gosh, Rex, I don't have anything that isn't my favourite other than I don't like Mexican, but most food... Um, uh, I can quite happily down, Rex, so uh, I'm okay. not that fussy. No, that's all right. My all-time favourite movie is? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, how many times have I seen that? Isn't it just wonderful? Uh, I'm so excited I can hardly hold a uh, thought in my head. It's only the thought a free man can feel. A free man who knows not where the journey ends. I hope to cross the border. I hope the Pacific's as blue as it is in my dream. I hope to shake my friend by the hand, I hope. Well, we're going to take a, a break on this particular segment, folks. I hope you're enjoying it, listening to it as much as I am chatting to a bloke that uh, beat me up once at Moravan uh, when I had no hair. He was very, very insensitive, but what a champion he is, Ross Glendinning. And out of the break, we'll be back with more on Tobin Brothers. This is your football life. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Back to the man who loves the Shawshank Redemption. I'm sure that uh, he enjoys the movies that all us blokes like. But that I know is a lot of ladies enjoy listening to this show, particularly, uh, oh, that's that man on Channel 7, or I can remember him playing for North Melbourne. And, oh, gee, yeah, his father played for East Perth. And this is what it's all about. Uh, Terry Wallace uh, is absolutely glowing in his uh, praise of you, Ross Glendinning. Uh, he said, for three or four years in the early 80s, quote, Glenn Denning was the most damage, damaging player in the competition. Uh, you get a lot of people who have never graced the field, who might write opinion pieces and say, oh, yeah, look, I respect that sort of thing. But when you get one of the all-time greats from Hawthorne, uh, you stand up and say, well, that's not a bad pat on the back. Gee, Rex, I didn't know that. And um, I seriously didn't. And player was, uh, well, the reverse comment I could make yeah. uh, myself. I know that... Um, uh, in the year that I was lucky enough to win the Brownlow, Terry won most of the media awards. Um, had had such a brilliant year in '83, and yeah. of course, uh, um, you know, he'd won other different awards, and it was such a successful player that to have that sort of comment. Um, yeah, I'm pretty chuffed. Thanks for letting me know. No, that's excellent. Uh, you know, and, and at North Melbourne, you ran into the likes of Barassi, who is, you know, the all-time great. Uh, Kanga Kennedy, who we've had on this show with Barry Cable and yeah. Malcolm Blight. We've had them all. Goodness me, and then you have a look at some of the game's greats that you played with in Keith Gregg, Malcolm Blight, Shimmer, uh, Big Gary Dempsey, David Dench, the Crackers, the list goes on. It was really the top of the tree at North Melbourne that they got together, you know, to have a crack at their first flag, which they won in 75 and continued on. Yeah, look, I, I think that's the greatest thing that I can say, Rex, is that uh, to have that chance to play in the era I did it um, at North with those 
not only great players, but just cracking people. And to this day, I've still got some... Uh, my best friends are actually from the North Footy Club and uh, in Roy Ramsey and the Schimmelbush brothers. Um, it's just been something that... As the years go by, Rex, people say you get old and a bit grumpy and what have you, but no, yeah. you just get far more appreciative of the time spent and the opportunity you had. So all those names you mentioned, um, I can now mention to other people saying, well, I was a teammate oh, of that yeah. particular player, and they go, gee whiz, yeah. uh, you did actually uh, play in exalted company. It was, and that's what this program's all about. And, uh, you know, thanks to the Tobin brothers, they just said, we've got to start celebrating this before we start talking about it, you know, when we've gone to the big footy ground in the sky. Uh, state of origin, I don't believe, and I think that you might agree, that we'll ever come back because of the pace of the, not only the game, but the pace of society at the moment. But you played 13 state of origin games and they were just absolutely as fair income as you could get any game of, uh, of football back in those glory years of state of origin. Oh, gee, Rex, I, um, I was lucky enough to play in the first one uh, in 77 and, and you know, the concept seemed fantastic. But until you actually played in one of them or a couple and uh, on a Tuesday, predominantly in Perth and or in Melbourne... Um, the crowd they drew and the attention they drew and to have the top top shelf of players playing Rex was just a brilliant showcase of footy. Um, and look, it is, a, it is a shame that that's no longer... I, I agree with you. I don't think it's possible to uh, replicate those games anymore. But I do know that there's still some players now that would like to represent their state in some form of competition but how they structure that, Rex, I don't know. But again, to, for me, as a West Australian, to have the chance to play, as I did with a Barry Cable, a Morris Rioli, a Gary Bacanara, uh, you know, Leon Baker, those sorts of players was just uh, brilliant. And they are, uh, again, a Tuesday afternoon when so many people got caught wagging work or wagging school um, <laughs> because they were caught on telly at the state of origin. But <laughs> we still talk about it, Rex. I know yeah. it's in the past, but it's it's just, a, I think, a, a great era of uh, VFL, AFL footy that uh, we won't be able to replicate. And uh, you settled in here nicely through North and uh, you and your wife, Kerry, you know, had two kids and, uh, and then she was pregnant with your third kid and... Uh, she and you thought the time was pretty right to head back home and you were thinking initially uh, going back to East Perth, but uh, the West Coast uh, changed those plans. Uh, yeah, look, that, that's exactly how it happened, Rex. Halfway through um, 1986, I was starting to think that uh, perhaps was a good year to finish at the Kangas and come back to Perth and play a year, maybe two at East Perth, who had given me my chance and just finish a career back home. And that's where the the seed of um, uh, the the West Coast being a franchise coming into the VFL at the time was planted. And and as it turned out, Rex, as that year unfolded, for which I kept North completely up to date with what the discussions were, mm. that the, the chance of having a team out of Perth in 1987 was getting stronger and stronger. And so that's how it happened in a nutshell. And to come back and be able to play for the couple of years with... West Coast, I think, gave me an opportunity to play a decent standard of footy and, and contribute back to yeah. West Australian footy, if you like, Rex, for, for want of a better analogy. Um, it wasn't directly with East Perth, but it helped, I suppose, my connection back in WA and 
whilst I still have a bit of a smidgen of a, um, a regret, I suppose, of not being a one-team player. Um, I know that at the time, coming back to Perth and playing for West Coast was the best option for me. Uh, and I know that um, being able to do that back home yeah. was a, a really, a really pleasing thing to do. And uh, Ross Glendinning is our special guest for Tobin Brothers, celebrating the footy life of an absolute champion. There's no doubt about that. And it's great for him to be on board today. Uh, it really was the planting of the seed that grew into a great big vine called the AFL competition. And uh, I think there's another three rounds this year, Ross Glendinning, that we will see a game in every state and territory over three weekends in, in, in this particular footy year. It's quite, uh, quite, it's not unimaginable, but my goodness me, it was a long way back then, but haven't we come so far? Yeah, well, excellent timing was for us having a chat, um, if I can say, uh, the weekend game coming up uh, for West Coast is against Richmond, where it celebrates 30 years in the competition. Um, so in terms of timing and what you've just said, it's yeah. gone so very quickly. But to celebrate that, the club has been um, has worked so very hard to do that. And, and you're right, the evolution of the game, like it or not, that's what it is. And yeah. I'd like to think that we've all played a small part in our great game progressing, but also bringing it to a far greater audience and spread of people across the country. Yeah, a lot of people come and go on radio and television, but you survived at Channel 7 uh, for a decade. That's over 10 seasons, and that was a pretty fair uh, crack to say that you were okay at it. Did you really enjoy that part of it? Did it help you to move on after you finished your playing career? It makes it, the great analogy I can give you, if you don't mind, is that I, in kind of North, first signing uh, to play there was a three-year contract, and I thought that would do me very nicely, and you mm. finish up nearly 10 years. And it's the same thing with Channel 7. Um, when I finished playing, someone said, look, why don't you have a bit of a crack at this? If there's an opening, you might be okay at it. So I did, and again, I thought it might be a couple of years, and then you move on, but 10 years went so very quickly, and... It was a wonderful way to stay connected, Rex, with footy. I was never going to be a coach or get directly involved with a club uh, on the football side of things. So it was a great way to keep in touch and keep a perspective on how the game was going. But you also know that after a period of time, Rex, it's time to move on. Exactly. And, and you, or you get moved on, which I did, and I have no regrets about that whatsoever. Well, you do, and uh, it's time now for us to move on, and thank you for your time and continue on with your journey quite safely. But reminisce with one of the game's greats has been a highlight for us on This Is Your Footy Life today, and uh, thank you very much again, Ross Glendinning. No, my pleasure, Rex, and thank you for the chance to have a chat. Folks, and special thanks to James McLeod of Tobin Brothers and Craig Hutchison, uh, who is a partner in this venture with Mitch Cleary, our great producer. And thanks to Ross Glendenning. And if you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check us out at facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Footy Life. This has been This Is Your Football Life with Ross Glendenning. Thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating lives.